Hi everyone, it's time to get into why some authors regretted publishing their works of art. This is an episode I've been wanting to do for a while, but I keep getting distracted. But luckily, I'm in a place where I'm very peaceful and calm now, despite that today went horribly wrong. <laughs> I mean, it started off on a good note. I got emails saying I was approved for something I've been waiting weeks for, but then my mind could not wrap itself around some of the technological things. Just a lot of things weren't working. Um, so I decided to get out the house after a yelling fit. <laughs> I was like, come on, work. So I went for a walk and by the time I got back, I was hungry. So I decided to cook, but there's something wrong with the oven and the fire alarms went off. Nothing was burning though, but the fire alarms here are not just beep, 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 and then it goes off. It's loud beeping and an automated voice yelling, fire, fire. And I'm just like, oh my God. The neighbors were like, what, what is going on? <laughs> Luckily, I was able to get all the smoke out and then I realized I forgot to attend a virtual gathering that I had promised to attend. But luckily, <laughs> I was able to attend the second gathering and that was what centered me, what calmed me down. We sang together, we meditated together, we did positive affirmations and positive messages, and I just ended that gathering feeling like I was on cloud nine. So I'm going to leverage that positive vibration to be a catalyst to actually get me to do this recording. So in order to talk about this article, I want to go back to last year. So last year, I was taking Spike Lee's course on Masterclass, and I do recommend it. I recommend Masterclass to everybody. But in his course, he was talking about social commentary and the responsibility of being a filmmaker. You're responsible for the images you promote because they will influence people for good or for not so good. And that really spoke to me because I have been, oh, sorry about the, the dog. I have the windows open, so you'll hear more of what's going on outside. But I really thought, well, I know one of my scripts is really affronting. It's meant to be. It's about a serial killer who becomes a cult leader. And he's always taking what people say, like their belief systems, their religious beliefs, um, even truths, and he's warping them. He's inverting them. He's manipulating them to serve his selfish needs. And it's not a positive script. I mean, it's a horror, thriller, dark comedy. And when he said that, I really just had to pause and think, is this script going to serve the betterment of humankind? Or could it just like cause a lot of horrible problems? 
And the thing is, my intention with this script was to make it into a Rorschach test that's written to really drag people through a labyrinth of their, the labyrinth of their own minds to reveal judgments, prejudices, biases, and limiting beliefs so that they could confront those, understand them, and then let go of them. You're not meant to like Peyton, the main character, but you are meant to understand why you don't like him. And then when the whole past is revealed, if you cannot have empathy, that's also something to look into. So I know that healing is not always pretty. I love watching Iyanla Van Zandt and she shows the good, the bad, and the ugly of really doing the work and healing. And so essentially karmic bait is shadow work. And if you don't know what shadow work is, basically it's where we intend to heal the parts of us that we feel are unworthy of love. It's the parts that we kind of close off to ourselves and to others. And it's normally the, the animalistic basic needs, such as sometimes sexuality, sometimes uh, aggressiveness. And when we actually reveal who we actually are to ourselves, we can then really accept all of us, like all parts of ourselves and love all parts of ourselves in order to really move forward. So... Karmic Bait is not meant to do all of that in just one <laughs> feature, but it is meant to get people to think, to call them on certain things, to see if they've abused their belief systems, truth, or a prejudice or bias in a way that serves them and hurts other people. You're not supposed to be like, am I like a serial killer? Can I compare myself to him? No, you're just supposed to look at your own life and see how you might be applying something in a way that really isn't serving you or others in a positive way. So I just got clearer on what my intention was after listening to Spike Lee. But then this year I was taking Amy Tan's course, which definitely take it. I love her speaking voice. I love her wisdom. She's so, she's so wise. Um, and she was talking about a few things and I'm paraphrasing. First of all, she said that people were trying to get her to change her stories, to get it to fit a narrative that they felt was okay. And she said, no, that would be propaganda. Me trying to put together a script to make you think a certain way. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to get people to think a certain way, like get to a certain conclusion or be preachy. I just want people to, to have their own experience and to think their own thoughts to get to whatever conclusion they get to by the end of the script. She also talked about how you cannot write for revenge because it's limiting the characters. So you must love the characters, you must like the characters, you must care about and have compassion for the characters in order to truly flesh out their stories. And that also stood out to me because I had received feedback and actually a really harsh criticism from somebody um, because I said I really like Peyton. 
and they, they, they still didn't get why, which is their own block, <laughs> their own problem. But I was doing what she already was promoting, which is, and I've actually had compliments from other script analysts saying that I don't judge the characters and they really like it. But yes, it just, it felt really good to hear Amy Tan say this because I was like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't hate the character, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's not a good person, but he's also human. To err is to be human. And I like watching stories and reading scripts where it's showing humanity with all of its faults. It's really boring to watch black and white shows where people are good or bad. And most of us are really well-educated viewers nowadays. And it, we find it really boring or like we're being lied to if someone's like completely bad and we're supposed to completely hate them. I've watched more visual content than my parents, my grandparents, and my great-grandparents combined. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And that's okay. It's part of my generation growing up with the internet. And the generation that's coming after me is having the same experience. So since we've watched so many things, we want to see truth told in a impactful and engaging, entertaining way. And so it just really reaffirmed to me, you're on the right path for what you're trying to do with karmic bait. Now, let's get into the article and I'm gonna go into some of the other things that other people have talked about in regards to how people have misunderstood their scripts. So it's on Buzzfeed. It's called 14 works of literature that authors really regret at publishing. And the first author that comes up, and I'm not going to read all of them, um, but the first author that comes up is Annie Prolix. I don't really know how to pronounce her last name, but she is the one who wrote Brokeback Mountain. And this is what she said. She would receive rewritten versions of her own work where people were putting it as a happy ending. She pointed out that her characters belong to her and her alone and said that her readers' attempts to change them or their lives just drives me crazy, or just drives me wild, sorry. Especially when they prioritize Jack and Ennis over the themes of the story. And the story is about homophobia. It's about social situations. It's about a place and a particular mindset and morality. So when I wrote when I read that, I was just like, wow, because <laughs> I love Brokeback Mountain ex specifically because I know it's complicated. And so it's just weird to me that people are actually rewriting her story and telling her how it should have been when she created these characters. And it reminded me of Quentin Tarantino, who was on Joe Rogan and Bill Maher recently. And I think it was Bill Maher, not Joe Rogan, where he was talking about people coming up to him and, and saying, I would have changed the scene this way, or I would have done it that way, or I wouldn't have done it that way. And he would say, you couldn't have come up with the story and the plot to begin with. So your input is irrelevant. You know, Quentin Tarantino is a bit of a polarizing character for many, but essentially he was saying, it's his story, right? And if you don't like his story, write your own. Which reminds me of a TV show. I think it's Watchmen with Regina King in it. And the uh, title for one of the, the episodes was, If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own. <laughs> and that just, it made me giggle when I watched it because it's so true. Like people are incessantly complaining about things, but 
the, the truth is you can write your own script. If I can do it, you can do it. You know? And the thing is, you do want people to identify with your characters. You, you want to essentially purchase real estate in their hearts and their minds. Um, but <laughs> it's got to be so frustrating when you become like a household name and everybody has an input of how it should be changed rather than just really validating what the message was. But that is the price we pay as creators. And we're not supposed to be dictators. We're not supposed to have complete control over what people think and feel about our scripts. Um, but if people like completely miss the point, I can only imagine. And I've had a little taste of that with some of the script analysts that have read Karmic Bait and some of my other scripts where I'm just like, we? <laughs> it takes a very special and professional script analyst to be able to step outside of themselves, outside of their own brand, and step into your brand, your voice, what you're trying to say and do with your script, to give you advice on how to elevate that script, not change it into what they would want to watch. And I've had several people do that, and that just blows my mind. Like, for one of my scripts, I'm forgetting exactly which one it is right now, um, it was about these particular characters. And there was um, a part where we touched on like some other idea. And he was like, it would be a completely more interesting script if we followed this character rather than the other two characters. I was like, well, then it would be a different script. And I'm not asking for advice on a script that you would write. I'm asking for advice on my script. So I have found people, and it's only a few, that really get my voice and have been able to help me elevate the script. It is tricky, and it's definitely frustrating when you get horrible advice from people, but when it is really quality, constructive, helpful advice, ah, it just makes everything worth it. So don't give up, okay? And just kind of like accept that it comes with a territory that some people are not going to get your script and they're going to try to make it what they want it to be, especially if you don't have a happy ending. I recently watched some movies where I was just like, hey, me, <laughs> I didn't get the ending. Um, ARC, A-R-Q, was like a time warp uh, script where they kept waking up in the same day. And at the end, I was like, okay, they're going to solve the problem. And we just had the other woman wake up before the other man at the end. And I was just like, what? What, ha what happens? <sighs> and then I watched another movie called Parallel, where um, they could walk through a mirror and experience their parallel selves. And the ending, again, was like, huh? Um, we knew that her doppelganger had switched with her but we don't know what happened after that. It was, I mean, I like that ending a little bit better than Ark's ending, but people people do like to wrap up things completely in the ending. They want that feeling of resolution, but a lot of storytellers don't like to do that. And I don't like to do that in all of my scripts. Anyway, I don't really know how I got on that tangent, but back <laughs> to the article. Stephen King wrote a novel called Rage, which I had never heard of. And it's about a mentally disturbed 
student who brings a gun to school. And it was actually linked to four actual shootings and attempted school shootings in the 80s and 90s. So uh, Mr. King requested that the book, no, the book no longer be published. Now that scares me. The idea that some mentally ill person would read my script and then take a life or attempt to take a life. That is jarring. And I can only imagine what that must have been like. When I saw, I think it was for, Stephen King was promoting some TV show and he was on different news programs. Just one second. Whoopi Goldberg was in it. It was terrible. I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> but, oh, oh, The Stand. Yeah, he was promoting The Stand. And I remember looking at him thinking he seems beat up or hard on himself. His energy just felt kind of like sul sulking. Um, and I think it's because of this. Like knowing that your creative work actually took human life or cause injury. Ugh. I just thought that was really, really sad. And it just reminded me of what um, Stephen King said about the images that you promote. And we don't have responsibility for every single thing that somebody does. It goes back to the question of, is it the drug company or the person that abuses the drugs? Is it the rapper or the person that goes out and wants to be a gangster and, and, and does that life where it's harming, where he's harming the per people? Um, or is it the uh, gun company that's responsible? Or is it the person that does the shooting? The truth is the person who actually does the shooting is responsible, but we are accountable for how easy we make it for people to abuse our creations. So it's not like you can just get off completely scot-free. I do remember in the 90s, um, Eminem was being sued, I think, by parents because they said that his lyrics were too violent. Uh, same thing with Nicki Minaj when I was older. People were telling her that young kids were reading her scripts or not her scripts, sorry. <laughs> they were singing her songs. And what did she think about that? And she said, I'm not their parents. I'm not responsible for the age appropriateness of the content in their home. And so it's true. Like she is doing works of art for adults. So she can't be responsible for that. But other companies like the drug companies are being held accountable for how easy they make it for people to abuse the drugs they create. Um, car companies are now being held accountable and they're making it hard for someone to be able to use their car as a weapon because you can now deactivate it from a distance so that it doesn't plow into people. Um, and they're trying to pass gun laws to um, make it really hard for people to get guns. The rappers will still be rappers. <laughs> You know, but that's the thing. Like we are not dictators. We do not have complete control over how people warp or misunderstand, but we're responsible for how well we present our ideas 
We make them articulate, eloquent, and we also are supposed to not make it easy for people to abuse it. Which leads me to the last person in the article that I wanted to mention. So the writer of Jaws, his name is Peter Benchley. He did not know a lot about how sharks really worked. So his story is about a lone shark that develops a hunger, a taste for human flesh and goes around killing humans, but they don't really exist. They stay in a group. But he found that people were using his story as a cover to simply go out and kill willy-nilly, like kill sharks without feeling bad because they're like, oh, well, they're a predator. They're trying to kill us anyway. So he spent the rest of his life dedicated to ocean and shark conservation. And that, again, I, I just can't imagine how hard that must have been to find out that your book caused a decline in the shark population, death in a sentient species. Horrible. <sighs> and so we have to think about what we're doing, what we're saying when we show these images. Um, as a Black person, I grew up with healthy images of Black people, but I know that the generations before me did not, and it affected them. So I definitely want to stick true to the integrity of the story, who the characters are, but I also want to pre uh, promote really positive images to really help people. I dated someone who was bipolar and they said they could not watch certain TV shows, shows and movies because they knew it was going to be a catalyst for depression. If it was too similar to their, their life and their own struggles, they couldn't watch. And everyone's different. You know, we're not supposed to be just making content for the weakest. Uh, let me choose a better word. We're not supposed to be just making content for um, the most sensitive or the most um, triggered people out there. Because then, of course, the people who are stable enough to handle it will feel like they're missing out and they'll be frustrated as well. But I believe that in the future, on like places like Amazon and um, Netflix, after you watch something that's very jarring, let's say The Walking Dead, there will be buttons that come up that say meditation or music or landscape just to like really help people calm themselves. My intention with Karmic Bait was to have um, a panel of uh, gender diverse people talking about gender in today's world and what it is for them. Because for some reason, people have mistaken my script for thinking I'm talking about all transness, which is just ridiculous. It's the weirdest conclusion from like grown people. Like I, I don't understand when someone is like an adult adult and they give me some really weird um, feedback on the script as if it's like speaking for all black people or speaking for all people who are gender diverse. Anyway, in order to prevent that confusion, I wanted to have a panel of um, gender diverse people talking about gender diversity after this, the, the script. And then I also wanted a panel of people talking about 
um, metaphysics and physics, parallel lives, uh, the multiverse, you know, just to help people kind of like better understand that, those ideas, those theories. And then I just wanted also a little snippet of me talking about my intention. And, you know, I can't necessarily get all of that, but a lot of um, CDs or not CDs. Wow. Dating myself. Um, I was going to say DVD, but what I really meant and a lot of the um, content that we purchase now, you can get the director's cut or the writer's cut where the, the author or the director is talking about why they did this at certain points. And that's kind of what I want to do to just really flesh out my intention behind the intention, my motivation behind the motivation so that people can understand where I'm coming from. First, they're supposed to have their unencumbered firsthand experience of reading the script or viewing the movie. And then I wanted those additional aspects so that they can really flesh out the ideas more. That's always been my intention. I hope that that happens because it's, very different, the script and what I'm trying to do with it. I don't know if the world's ready. <laughs> I think maybe in 2025 it'll be ready, but we'll see. I have listened to other writers talk about waiting till the industry or the collective consciousness is ready for certain content because I think that them came too early. But sometimes that happens. A show comes too early and then people catch up later on like a firefly, you know? Okay, and also like the OA. I'm really hoping they bring the OA back. But those are the only ones I really wanted to talk about. Um, there's other ones in the article that you can check out. So in closing, just do the best you can with what you have. Stick true to the integrity of your vision, your intention with your script, what you're trying to say and why you're trying to say it and do your best to present it in a way where people can grasp that, and then you just have to surrender. People will have their own reactions, not just to you, but things online, <laughs> their, their partner, their friends, their family members, their coworkers. That is actually the beauty of creativity. But I know it can be frustrating, and there might be that underlining anxiety of what if, somebody takes the script out of context and comes after me for it or goes after other people for it. And that just might, that just might happen. Especially with social media. Um, but unfortunately, serial killer podcasts are like the most popular ones right now because people are obsessed with serial killers. Why? I heard someone say because they want to know what's out there and it just really gets your mind thinking, you know, we don't really have predators as humans. That's the only predator, um, essentially psychopaths and, um, sociopaths and, uh, what is the other word? Neuro not neurotic. <laughs> um, narcissists and antisocial people some of these people actually hurt humans or kill humans so these are the only predators so our base mind our animalistic mind pays attention to see if, what the threats are um and so if you're writing a script like mine dark comedy horror thriller maybe there's a serial killer 
just know that I think it's pretty obvious that not everyone's going to like it because not everyone likes things like that. But just to be very conscientious with how you prevent you present the, the scrub because it can be misused and abused. And then you just have to make other engaging, happy content, maybe, to balance it out. You don't have to, but <laughs> that's what I'm planning to do. So BTW, I'm an alien, is like that. Um, Gigi Family is a little bit like that. And I will continue to have works where it just feels like it's more fleshed out and not so affronting. So that's all I wanted to share today. I finally got this episode done. Thank you for staying with me through all of it. And I will give you updates uh, in the near future. Many blessings.